As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation. Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily-use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As we progress towards the Christmas season, we're in the midst of Hanukkah, and uh, gift-giving and gift-buying has begun. The so, stores are crazy. The stores are... It's just crazy. I was I was walking on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Uh, I went to, uh, to uh, see a, a Christmas presentation uh, at St. Thomas Church, which was really beautiful, sparkling... Mm-hmm. Choir, you know, really got me in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. And uh, we sang Christmas carols. Although I'm Jewish, I enjoyed, you know. Caroling's fun. <laughs> yeah, caroling's fun, you yeah. know. So, uh, so, uh, and, and it was actually, we woke, we walked up because mm-hmm. we've had the experience because we go there uh, annually of walking, trying to walk up Fifth Avenue and just like, it's almost like breaking through the offensive line. Uh, mm-hmm. of the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you got to shoulder your way up Fifth Avenue. It's true. And so we walked up another avenue, but then we yeah. decided to walk around a little bit, and it was mobbed on a Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, and, and the stores are open late, so, it, you know, it's the Christmas spirit, and the lights and are there. That. The holiday and, season, But yeah. there's people are out in droves. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I was uh, coming out of the theater... Sunday evening, and I had to weave through people yeah. to get to the subway, and it was just like, yeah, offense, defense, all of that kind right. of thing. But it's fun. Yeah, it's a lot fun. of tourists. Yeah, a lot of a lot tourists. Of nice time of year. Yeah, in New York. I mean, it's this actually time. it's nice after it uh, COVID, you know, to yeah. see the streets full of people and mm-hmm. you know minimal basking and right. dread. And and the subways so, are packed yeah. and everything. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so here we be in uh, the Big Apple uh, coming to you with more questions Yes. that you send to us via questions at dearhoffman.net. We thank you for sending questions because they're grist for the mill for this weekly podcast. With me today is Layla Newton, who is our resident nutritionist, and together we answer questions questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. Also, if you want to send a question to our radio station, and <clears throat> it can be recorded by calling 877-726-8255-24-7-365. Yeah, very good. So don't use all those numbers. Just use 877. <laughs> People are writing it down. Man, what? 24-7-365? 24-7-365. No, 
877-726-8255 to record a question for the weekend podcast. Uh, so, all right. So let's get directly to questions because we have a lot of questions or co comments are welcome. Yes. Too. And we do get comments uh, which attempt to address some of the issues that we talk about or yeah. people share an experience. Uh, this one, I think, is in reply to a newsletter article I wrote about allergies. Yes. And specifically food allergies. And mm -hmm. so take mm -hmm. it away. Uh, this is from Howard, who's a retired registered nurse. He talks about peanut allergies cause and effect. And apparently he worked with me. Yes. Way back when. Way back when. Yeah. Right. So, so Howard says, when you and I were school-age kids, peanut allergies were quite rare. Vaccine manufacturers then decided to use peanut oil as an adjuvant. Considering vaccines are now given routinely on the second day of life here in the United States. Mm, yeah, not a misprint. Not a misprint. <laughs> uh, is it any wonder there are approximately 1.5 million U.S. children with peanut allergies? You might share those facts with your readership. Doc, be in good health. Howard. Yeah. So, uh, there mm. is some, there are some sites which are sort of natural sites uh, which have promulgated the viewpoint that peanut oil has been used frequently in vaccines mm -hmm. and the suggestion is that they continue to use peanut oil in vaccines and that that's a bad idea. And indeed, it is a bad idea because yeah. the normal way to be exposed to peanuts is through the GI tract. Mm -hmm. And the GI tract has... Not via injection, yeah. Right. The GI tract has protective mechanisms that uh, kind of temper the effect of foreign substances yeah. because we consume a lot of different things. But if you inject anything into the muscle or into the bloodstream, mm -hmm. uh, like cow's milk or peanut mm -hmm. or you name it, it's, it could cause the immune system to go, whoa, this is yeah. a foreign protein. So yeah. bad idea. Mm -hmm. if, if indeed it was ever done, uh, according to the latest statements, uh, and again, you know, there may be some uh, whitewashing of this, mm. but the authoritative sources now say that uh, these oils are not in vaccines currently. Uh, squalene is mm. not from peanuts. It's actually originally from shark liver, but I think it's made oh. synthetically and pure. Okay. So, you know, uh, I don't see people out of developing a lot of allergy to shark yeah. you know, because of squalene. squalene is, it's an adjuvant. It actually, yeah. it, it stimulates immunity mm -hmm. and it's a vehicle for vaccines. Mm -hmm. And there's other things in vaccines that are not so helpful, like, you know, mercury, primarosol, right. uh, and or um, things like aluminum, yeah. which are adjuvants yes. that stimulate the immune system, but you know they have the potential for toxicity, cause, yeah. right? So there are some undesirable things in vaccine, but uh, peanut oil is not among them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I did write an article in the newsletter, and you can find it at drhoffman.com about why the increasing prevalence of allergies, and we can enumerate a lot of things. True. You know, one of them is the hygiene hypothesis, yes. which is that. The mechanism for food allergy is mostly via IgE. Mm -hmm. And IgE is designed to help us with parasites. And throughout human history, until fairly recently, humans had parasites. Yeah. And in fact, in many underdeveloped or third world countries, 
parasites are endemic. They're actually double-digit percentages of the people who have parasites. Yeah. If we look at archaeological remains of humans in places that are now Western countries are civilized, like in the UK, they have these sites from the medieval times where they find that there are there's evidence that people had parasites in yeah. their gastrointestinal tracts. So we got rid of parasites through hygiene, mm -hmm. through clean water, and through not walking barefoot through cow pastures and pigsties, right. you know, where you can pick up parasites that way. Yes. And we now have an active IgE system which is kind of obsolete because it doesn't have a target. So the thought is that the IgE finds a target, an inappropriate target, mm -hmm. to fight. Yeah. A foreign protein from food. Mm. Now, how it gets into us is there's a new theory, which is kind of an interesting theory, about how these things get into not just our GI tracts, but also into our systemic circulation. And the thought is that we use a lot of soap. And, you know, it, for yeah. kids, it's like bath time, bath time, bath time. And not time. just the antibacterial, just we bathe a lot. We bathe a lot. <laughs> we take off the oils on our skin. We, yes. we live in heated apartments in the Northeast where the humidity is about lower than in the Sahara Desert. Mm -hmm. And skin becomes desiccated. And kids have less protective barriers anyway. And the thought is that even minute amounts of peanut or other allergens in the environment may go through the skin. This yes. is actually legit yeah. uh, science. Through the skin. And that that's how children may acquire this. Mm -hmm. uh, also, it's known that children with eczema have much more in the way of food allergy. Yeah. And it's not that because the skin in eczema has lost its barrier function, yeah. uh, the tight junctions, which are in leaky gut, the tight junctions are breached and you get... Uh, uptake of food proteins that should yeah. be kept out. The s tight junctions in the skin are broken down in dry skin or in eczema, and you can get these because there's yeah. environmental residues. There are yeah. environmental residues, tiny, minute amounts that can get into the skin mm -hmm. and cause uh, like the bloodstream to carry these minute amounts of protein where the immune system goes, whoa, this shouldn't be here. Yeah. So that's one theory. And then, you know, there's lack of breastfeeding, there's yes. C-sections, there's destruction of, of the microbiome with yeah. antibiotics, and even many kids are on PPIs because they have childhood GERD, you know, it's like a new disease. Yeah. Uh, so th this disrupts the microbiome, mm -hmm. microbiome has something to do with immunity, uh, lack of essential fatty acids, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we also think that... You could develop a lot of allergies from taking a lot of processed things and unnatural things like color lakes yes. and uh, additives, preservatives, this can also cause that type of a problem. Emulsifiers, yeah. even detergent. There's some studies that show that detergents, especially in restaurants where they use really high-powered detergents, and uh, what are those things that prevent the uh, the stains on the things? The, yeah, the, the rinse-aids, rinse -aids. like jet-dry is yeah, one brand, These are really powerful emulsifiers, and sometimes they're not yeah. cleaned off the plates. And they come into the GI tract, and they actually break down the protective layers in the GI tract, mm -hmm. which enables some of these proteins to get into the system. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's there a bunch of theories about why this is happening. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I did write about how we can now, uh, through minuscule amounts of peanut, we can reacquire... Mm -hmm. uh, tolerance to peanuts, a tolerizing therapy, which is just old-fashioned uh, 
you know, homeopathy kind right, of. Right, yeah? right, right. It's like giving you a little bit of the hair of the dog the bitches. Yes, a little yeah. desensitization. Desensitization, kind of stuff. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's also uh, peanut patches. Now, by the way, you know, when I say, well, try a little bit of, uh, you know, feeding of these things that you're allergic to, don't try this at home because no. anaphylaxis can be fatal. Yes. And you got to do it under supervision, and there are protocols yeah. for doing this. And it's increasingly, we will be able to desensitize kids to the point where if they have, the thought is that it's not so much that they need a whole bag of peanuts, but if they have an accidental ing ingestion of a peanut, that they're not going to go into uh, conniptions. Exactly. That they'll tolerate it. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is uh, we made uh, latkes and uh, soufganyot, which is like a donut that's uh -huh. jelly-filled for Hanukkah. Uh, with uh, some of the kids in our family over, mm -hmm. and they really enjoyed it because they got to like knead the dough, and they got to you know see uh -huh. the stuff sizzling in the pan, and uh, they did nice. some chopping and preparing, and uh, we we made it in peanut oil. Now mm. these kids, the kids are not allergic. Yeah, but yeah. they wanted to bring it to the classroom, like a little show and tell. Yeah. So we said, well, you know, mm. uh, we're going to do it in. We're going to do a separate batch in olive oil. Oh, there you go. That is problem solved. Right, because the kids they were they're the ones who pointed it out. They said they don't allow peanut products yeah. in the you know because like when you you know they have like uh, uh, like little fairs and little uh, events like yes. a Christmas party. It's like a peanut free zone because it's true. It's true. Yeah. Was olive oil the best idea? Maybe something a little less uh, like an avocado we used oil. A, we or used something? a mild. Yeah, we yeah, have, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be too. Yeah, we get our olive oil from my favorite oliveoil.com, mm -hmm. and they deliver uh, three like sort of three strengths, like three strengths. bold, which the, is good for your the real. Yeah, yeah, the stuff you could drink. It's right. so delicious. Yeah, and then there's yeah. medium, ma ma moderate, and then there's mild, which has a flavor, but it's not going to. Uh, it's not going to overwhelm it. It's not going to season your food. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. So, so we use that. There you go. And uh, so we we kind of divvied it up. But yeah, yeah this is a, this is a big problem. And it, it, what does it do to? Uh, it is modern life has yeah. predisposed us to allergies. Mm -hmm. You know, for one mm -hmm. reason or another. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I you know I thank uh, Howard for that that point. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, that it would be a really bad idea mm -hmm. to give little babies and toddlers a vaccine that has peanut oil in it. Absolutely. These days. Yeah. And and he says on the second day of life. Okay. I'm not sure that that's happening. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure that's happening. I know they get a hepatitis B shot the first day of life, I believe. That's another story so entirely. You know, it's is. like, is it, you know, overkill? Uh, yeah. I mean, does it, what do all these shots do to the immune system? Right. Absent the influence of right. harmful ingredients. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a whole other issue. Mm -hmm. I think we have another vaccine question we'll tackle later. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, questions at drhobman.net is the destination for questions. Let's give one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So listen up. You don't need a study to tell you that aging and fatigue go hand in hand. Nevertheless, my friends at Nutritional Therapeutics, makers of NT Factor, point to 16 studies all peer-reviewed and published in medical journals, showing that NT Factor can reduce fatigue, while at the same time, age-related changes in the cells are reversed. For 30 years, the makers of NT Factor have worked to improve our health spans by focusing on the mitochondria, the energy powerhouses of our cells. Their science shows that NT Factor, which I don't go a day without, 
and recommended by patients, improves our energy and prevents the deterioration that accompanies aging. They promise us that our day-to-day lives will be improved, and they keep proving it in studies that include placebo-controlled trials, both in academic institutions and in medical practices like mine. Now, through December 31st, get 20% off all NT Factor products with coupon code HOLIDAY20. Just go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Don't let tiredness and fatigue rob your senior years. Get 20% off site-wide now with coupon code HOLIDAY20 at ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what make Intelligent Medicine continuing free resource to you. And now, back to our questions. This comes from Beata. I developed osteoporosis in my hands and hip and osteopenia in my spine. I'd like to get the best supplements, but I'm very confused how I should approach this problem since most of calcium comes from beef and I'm allergic to cow protein. So there's an issue. um, There is this thing called calcium lactate, Ah. and it suggests that it is milk, Mm. like lactose. Right. But actually, it's one of those things where the chemical name for the molecule of calcium lactate, mm-hmm. uh, it has no lactose. Mm. Okay. Okay. There's lactose, which is the sugar that's present in milk. Yeah. And calcium lactate is a form of calcium. Now, you say, that's actually not correct, is that calcium it's doesn't not. come from beef. It doesn't come from beef. It used to. It, there used to be a lot of bone meal. Yes. And Bone meal supplements. I remember right. back in the... Is that but there was a problem with that because what they found is that when cattle graze next to a highway... You know, it used to be like, oh, wow, look at the, look at the cows, look at the cows. Yeah. Yeah. But your cars are driving on this highway, and they're, mm-hmm. especially in the past, before the uh, abolition of lead gasoline, mm-hmm. which happened in the 60s and early 70s, uh, there was a lot of lead deposited along roads and yeah. adjacent to roads, and, the, and it went into the, into the uh, uh, fodder, mm-hmm. into the grass, and then the cows ate the grass, and they had a high lead content, which especially was concentrated in their bones. And then they grind up the bones, and yes, people would get lead toxicity. Right. But this is less of a problem now. But anyway, mm-hmm. you, we don't use bone meal anymore, hardly at all. True. You know. That's true. Yeah. So maybe uh, you use bone meal on right. you know, gardens or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Beata, uh, it's it should not be an issue for you as long as you're oh, not. Oh wait, Beata. Yeah. If if that's an Asian name, is there something about? Uh, like religious uh, The last name is not Asian, Asian, and I oh. don't want to say the last name okay. on this program. But I'm just saying, because you're, yeah. you're not supposed to eat uh, uh, people from Southeast Asia, I mean, South, uh, Southern Asia, right. uh, Hindu yeah. religion yeah. proscribes... Sacred cows. That whole thing. All that kind is of that thing. about that or no? No, no. She's, she says she's allergic okay. to cow protein. So, And by the way, Beata, you have osteoporosis, okay, but it's... It's not about taking more calcium. Yeah. That's not the most important thing. You can thing. take calcium till the cows come home. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, that's and it's not, not all going to go into your bones. Exactly. It might exactly. go into your kidneys or into your into breast your tissue. Into arteries. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, all right, those places. Right, it's not yeah. about calcium. You want vitamin D. You want magnesium. You want vitamin K. You want to make sure you get a, a, enough good quality protein in your diet. You want to make sure you're getting your electrolyte. I, there's, it's a whole lot of... Yeah, it's a whole lot of nutrition. Synergy, right. We don't make the house stronger by adding more shingles, Mm -hmm. which is what everybody's doing with calcium. Mm -hmm. And nobody on a blood test, on a metabolic panel, 
has a low calcium that would warrant the addition of more calcium mm -hmm. in a supplement, you know, more than in a multi or something like that. So, Beata, not to worry. You can take some calcium if you wish, but it's the other stuff that's more important. Right. And what are our preferred forms of calcium? Calcium citrate. Citrate is a good one. Carbonate is less well absorbed. Yeah, yeah. I like citrate because we have to be careful with calcium supplements too, that they can cause kidney stones if not taken also with magnesium, with vitamin okay. D, with vitamin K, mm -hmm. calcium in and of itself. So that might be something. I'm not sure about the calcium appetite. 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 Mm -hmm. That might be, but but I'm not sure. I think calcium citrate is pretty safe overall. Yeah. 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 And as well, long as it's not in high, it, it's, high amounts. Calcium appetite has more of the appetite and less of the calcium, so you have to take a more to get the requisite amount of elemental calcium. See, when you when you buy a product that's a mineral product. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look at the milligrams. It may be a 500 milligram capsule, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean it's a, it's uh, 500 milligrams of calcium. It, yeah. You have to look at the elemental amount. Mm -hmm. So there may be a like a, an asterisk delivers, you know, 120 milligrams of calcium <laughs> in a 500 milligram capsule because yeah. some of that molecule is taken up by the uh, uh, it's uh, chelated. The chelated. It's chelated. Yeah. Okay. The, the chelate is heavier than the mm -hmm. calcium that it delivers. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. We've got an interesting question from Amy. My husband is 62 years old. He's been fighting bladder cancer for two years. Uh, he's on chemo, BCG. I don't know what that oh, well, is. That's interesting. Let's just talk mm -hmm. about that. Uh, it's bladder cancer, right? Yeah. Okay. So BCG is a very interesting treatment because... It's bacteria calmet guerin. It's a tuberculosis treatment. What it does, it's oh. injected under the skin and mm -hmm. it creates a wheel, but it also activates the immune system. And so is, it's, it turns out that for one cancer in particular, that using BCG, uh, act, which is early bladder cancer, not metastatic bladder cancer, yeah. but when it's just at the surface, before it, it gets through the bladder and into yeah. it, it port metastasizes. Uh, that BCG does a pretty good job of keeping it in check. Wow. And there was a doctor named Virginia Livingston uh -huh. who was a big proponent of BCG for all forms of cancer. Wow! At one point, she's long since died, but this was popular in the eighties, and. Uh, it was on the principle that this was an immune stimulant, which is a great idea because to get the immune system, stimulate the immune system yeah. to fight the cancer. Yeah. So that's what BCG does. It's a very interesting therapy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's it's actually very cool that it works for bladder cancer. Mm. He also has an enlarged prostate. He's being treated with Tamsulosin. Which is Flomax. Right, okay. And it just reduces frequency and flow. Right, I mean, right. And also the uh, the finasteride, the tadalafil. Proscar shrinks yeah. the, you know. He'd like to stop. Tadalafil is an erectile dysfunction yeah. medication, but it's also helpful for enlarged prostate and mm -hmm. what's called dysuria, which is problems that older men get pee. Yeah. You know. So it's not about sex, but it, it tends to be helpful yeah. for the prostate. I mean, it can be helpful for sexual performance, too. Amy's asking, my husband would like to, like to be able to stop taking these meds and start taking saw palmetto. 
Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I think you could take Sal Palmetto with these meds, but I'm not sure that it's going to... It's kind of like take its spitting into a hurricane because uh, it's got a weak uh, effect. Uh, that That's is awfully weak, pros- spitting into a hurricane. <laughs> it's like Proscar is okay. stronger. Okay. It's stronger. Yeah. Okay. You will also be consulting with this doctor on the matter, but would like your input. So yeah, well, there you go. You know, like there it's you not going to hurt to take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and it may have other beneficial effects. Right. Uh, there's actually some thought that the, uh, the supplemental delivers some cardioprotective benefits as well mm. because it's got um, beta testosterol which competes with cholesterol and may be a good thing. The plant sterols. It's plant the plant's sterols. cholesterol. Yeah. That's what plant sterols are. Yeah, yeah. So people understand. And cholesterol is the animal right. cholesterol. The, pla- the right. sterols are interesting stuff. So, so don't give your plant Lipitor. Yeah. It might, you know. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, thank you for your very thoughtful question. Uh, best of health to your husband, to you both. We've got a question here from Ben. I have three bulging discs which cause chronic pain. My doctors want me taking Tylenol, Oxycodone, and Gabapentin. Yikes. I thought I would That's quite try... The, quite the cocktail there. It really is. Yeah. I thought I would try traction. The type that hangs over a door and pulls your head straight Ooh, up. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that sounds a little random. But I do have a, uh, I have a chiropractic uh, colleague uh, who is, does also a lot of functional medicine, and he's a really smart guy. And he says he has this, it's a very expensive precision device in his office. And many chiropractors do this. And it's not just a matter of cracking your back. Uh It actually uh, does very precise traction Mm. that uh, stretches your spine gently and relieves pressure. So I think that might be a more appropriate way to do it. I mean, it sounds like this is a DIY method. Yeah, Ben, don't do this at home. Right. It's like, you know. (laughs) Hang over the door. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you want to do this under the care of of an expert, certainly, not just on your own, Ben. So maybe check in with a chiropractor yeah, or a DO, a doctor of mm-hmm. osteopathy who might also, yeah. or, or any the, other it's, it's a expert. Mo- it's a modality for a spinal compression. It's a yeah. decompression therapy. Decompression, yeah. Uh-huh. Like you've heard of um, weight training, serious uh, weight trainers who will then hang upside down mm-hmm. or something like that to help decompress. I don't hang upside down, but I will sometimes just uh, hang yeah. When I'm doing pull-ups, I'll just hang and it get you that just stretch. Hang. Yeah. And you still get the same stretch. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to hang upside down yeah. or anything. Yeah. You're just still getting the same. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess if you want to stretch your neck, you have to hang upside down. True. You know, if you want for Right. Because otherwise... You know, I mean, go- Tylenol, Oxycodone, Gabapentin. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, then check in with an expert. And oxycodone is extremely yeah. addictive and, you know, oh my goodness. don't want to go down that path if possible. No. Because you will become less functional. Yeah. Okay. We have a question from Alan. From Alan. Okay. I value getting my healthy green leafies as often as possible, but sometimes it's difficult with time constraints to cut, wash, and cook. And other than the pre-wash mixed greens in a quick salad... I'm missing out on kale, broccoli, rob, collards, chard. 
I've considered supplementing with a commercially available green powder, and there are many, but I'm concerned about content, hmm. efficacy, yeah. purity. purity. That, those are concerns because, yeah. you know, it may be that they're cutting corners and getting sort of the cast-offs of the... Right. Because you, know, you, you don't really have to have attractive, fresh uh, vegetables and fruit uh, to go into a capsule may disguise some of the imperfections. That's and I true. think that uh, companies that make those products, like Balance of Nature, which I've, you know, sort of... Uh, you know, I think is the worst of the sure. perpetrators in this field. Uh, have you know? We don't even know about the quality considerations. They've actually been tagged by the FDA yeah. because they've really not uh, published quality standards or conformed to quality standards. Uh, so now the thing about it is, is that I pointed out, and I think I shared with you that they were uh, there was an injunction that caused them to cease and desist. Yes. But nonetheless, I see the commercials going strong on radio and on TV for Balance but of Nature. But I'm, I'm hearing the change in the script in terms of okay. just feeling better but not claiming right. I no longer have multiple sclerosis or so whatever they were saying I think, before. So yeah. I think that they did some fancy legal maneuvering. I think mm -hmm. they signed a stipulation that they'll address their... Uh, their uh, uh, deficiencies mm -hmm. and they were allowed to proceed because they, they said oh come on it's the holiday season you know we're, we have a big ad campaign blah 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 and so they said fine you know address your your uh, claims address mm -hmm. your manufacturing issues and you know we'll supervise you until you know we can valid verify that you're in conformity yeah uh you so one thing i got to tell you though is between the ads and their legal fees when you buy that product, you're paying a lot for stuff that's not going in the capsule because yeah. they did some fancy legal wrangling to stay in business, mm -hmm. and lawyers aren't cheap. So no. if you if you want to sign on for that, uh, more power to you. It's just not a substitute for fresh. Well, you're the nutritionist. Yeah. What do you think? You tell, you tell your patients like, "Ah, it's okay." You know, just put no, it. No, absolutely not. Make the time. Hey, uh, Alan, on a Saturday, uh, you know, uh, on your days off, go shopping. Process all of your produce when you get home. Wash mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. Put it away so yep. it's ready to go so you can cook it or blanch some yep. of these things. You can blanch and freeze and take it out right. as appropriate. You want... It's, it's, there's so many... Eat food. There's so many labor-saving things that we do. So, for example... True. You know, we don't wash dishes anymore. We throw them in the dishwasher. We we don't have to go down to the river to fetch the water or, you know, dip the, the, the bucket into the well. Yes. You know, and haul it up to the, right. to the farm. Uh, we don't have, we have to. We don't have to, to you know cut the, the the fruits and vegetables and harvest them from our home gardens. Yeah, we just buy them. So there's a lot of shortcuts there. That's true. How many more shortcuts do you want? Exactly. I mean, I gotta Make say, the time you're worth it. I gotta say that you know when I wake up and I got a busy day, but there's like these little routines that I do, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, um, you know, make the breakfast cook yeah. the breakfast yeah you know make uh make a salad mm -hmm. i think it's like a form of karma yoga you know it's like it's like a little routine it's a nice routine it's yeah. a nice activity yeah it's self-care yeah this is good yeah this is just good do it make the time for it I, it's good for you psychologically absolutely to do that. Yeah. absolutely all right good point which to pause mm -hmm. because we want to divide our podcast into two parts. So Layla, give us a preview of what we're going to do in part two. 
Is there anything out there that may assist in reducing coronary plaque, like serapepsidase? And by the way, I asked AI. Do you want to hear the answer? I'd love to. Okay. But only if you read it in an AI voice. Okay. I'll, okay. I'm going to try my best okay. AI voice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm Dr. Ronald Hoppin, together with uh, Layla Mewden. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> this is a Pee Wee Herman voice or something, right? <laughs> when we return, uh, we will answer some of those questions and more. This is Intelligent Medicine.